0: Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors' Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Cronk. Hello, and welcome to today's program. What I want to talk today about is injury documentation. There's basically five general steps to injury documentation. Injury documentation is made way more complicated than it needs to be. So what I want to do today is I want to go over the five basic steps to all injury documentation. All injury documentation has these five basic steps in common. They're really, really simple. First step, you have to diagnose all the injuries. So whenever somebody is trying to adjudicate benefits for a patient. The first thing that they look for is what is the diagnosis? In other words, how injured is the patient? In a spinal soft tissue injury there's two imaging biomarkers that you're looking for that substantiate injury to the ligaments themselves. One is MRI and it's, and it's a, a disc herniation. So there's 220 specialized ligaments that hold the spine together. 23 of those ligaments are discs. So the discs are evaluated generally on an MRI. The other 197 ligaments, including the disc, so all 220 specialized ligaments, if they're damaged, they can cause excessive motion to the spine. And excessive motion is one of the most significant problems that the patient can have. So we have to diagnose the ligament injury we have to diagnose, did they fracture, do they have a disc herniation, do they have excessive motion, is it causing a spinal instability, what's the grade and severity of the sprain, that's all diagnosis. So you have to have an accurate diagnosis. You have to accurately diagnose what the patient has. Two, you need to document if the condition is permanent or not. Now, anything that's permanent has a section in it in the permanent impairment guides. Remember, an impairment is a derangement of a body part. All injuries are derangement of a body part, so the Guide to the Evaluation of Permanent Impairment put out by the AMA could be called the Guides to the Evaluation of Permanent Injury because it's injuries that cause the derangements in the first place. So we have to know whether there's permanency. And that's very easy, that's just using the AMA Guides to, to determine if there is a permanency. Now. Next, what we would need to know is we would need to know if we have injuries and there is permanency, what is the current effect that these injuries are having on the patient's life? So if a patient can do something but causes them discomfort, it's called a duty under duress factor. So let's say that they can ride their bike, they have a low back injury, they can ride their bike, but they are used to being able to ride their bike in long marathons, let's say, or you know, 10, 12 miles, and now they ride it two miles, and they're getting bad back pain. They can still do it; they haven't lost the ability to do it, but it's causing them the problems when they do do it. Those are called duties under duress factors. There's also a thing called loss of enjoyment of life factors, and that's where let's take that same back injury now, where the patient can no longer ride their bike. I mean, it's just it's too physically painful they have to get rid of that particular activity. They can't do it anymore. Those are called loss of enjoyment life factors. So, those factors have to be documented as well. Now, at the end of care, all doctors document and you have to document re-evaluation. So, if you're doing any kind of a physical rehabilitation on a patient, you're going to document outcome assessment procedures to show that you're basically gaining ground on the condition. What you're doing is actually working. And then you also have to document these five factors. All the injuries, is there permanency, which means permanent impairment guides, are there any duties that are addressed or loss of enjoyment of life factors? Now lastly, if let's say that you've gone through your rehabilitation procedures and you've gone through, the patient's gone through your program, whatever your program is, or you've sent patients out For various programs and at this point you're at maximum medical improvement. Remember, maximum medical improvement is I'm looking out at that patient, I'm looking out into the future, the next year, and no matter what I think this patient would do, their outcome is going to be the same or at maximum medical improvement. Now if a person has a permanent condition and they have a loss of enjoyment life factor or duties and address factor, then they also may be entitled to future care. They may need future care, supportive care, to maintain the results with their care. And in that case, it can be substantiated, but you have to have all the other factors there as well. So, it's very, very easy today to document injuries, but you have to have, you have to have all five factors. Now, a lot of doctors really struggle with one, the diagnosis. Especially with ligament injuries, they don't get the diagnosis of the severity and location of the ligament injury. And if that's the case, then you're going to that that patient is going to have benefit problems at that point because you're not documenting the severity of the patient's injuries. You're also missing out permanency factors, so that's not getting documented. And if you don't have a diagnosis and you don't have a permanency factor then there's no rationale for why they're lost the enjoyment of life of something or they have duties under factors. So all five things have to be documented clearly in doctor's notes in all injuries. It doesn't matter if it's a work comp injury. Now, some work comp providers will say, hey, in our in our work comp jurisdiction, we don't use the AMA guides to determine disability. Remember, impairment is how a physical injury influences a person's activities of daily living. Disability is how it affects their ability to earn a living. So in the earn a living or comp area, they may say, hey, we don't use the impairment guides for our disability findings. That's a lot of times confuses a lot of practitioners. And it's very, very simple. It just means that they use a modified approach. Everyone uses the impairment guides. Nobody's going to create new impairment guides to determine impairment. They just may have a modified system in your state that says, oh, we don't use the a- the impairment guides direct, we use a disability guide which we've modified from the impairment guidelines. So those are the five steps. Injury practice and injury documentation is very easy if you're systemizing and getting those five steps in place. Now, right now, if you're struggling with, with uh, reimbursement issues or you're struggling with doctors contesting your care, IMEs, utilization reviews, and you're struggling with these things, you've got to look at your documentation because in my experience those five elements are out and usually it starts with a diagnosis right from the basic foundation or there's no impairment or there's no duties under dress, or there's no loss of enjoyment of life factors if they're there, they're not documented properly. And doctors you know as well as I do that if you don't document properly then you don't get paid properly. And that's not so much on you, that's more on, on, your, on your patient. Your patient does not get the insurance benefits that they may be entitled to. And it makes everybody's job, job easy, uh, harder. It makes the uh, insurance company's job harder. It makes the, any plaintiff attorney's job harder. It makes defense, it makes everybody's job harder when you don't document well. And the, basically, there's only five things five major things now you can there can be little nuances about those things that i'm not going to talk about today in today's podcast but the five basic things have to be documented every single time if they're there if they're there they have to be documented and most doctors today in my experience and my training and i train doctors all over the country those things are not being documented well you pick up those five things and you've seriously improved your documentation skills in the injury market. And everybody will benefit. You'll benefit, plaintiff attorneys will benefit, defense attorneys will benefit, insurers will benefit, and most importantly at all, your patients will benefit greatly. So like I do with every one of these programs, they're short, sweet, and to the point. I hope you got something out of it today. And stay tuned, plug us for the next... Uh, podcast, and do write some comments down below. If you have comments on these podcasts, please enter your comments. Tell me what is the hardest part for you in personal injury today. because I'd like to know, I'd like to hear from you, and I appreciate your time today, doctors. Thank you very much.